Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlordsvcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. to make. I knew you did. Go for it. You didn't know I had an announcement. I was waiting for you to talk. I had an announcement to make. We will not be reviewing um, How to Get Away with Murder after uh, Orphan Black. Why? Did you stop going to Netflix or something? No, I changed my mind. Okay. So what are we doing? That's not part of the announcement. Wait. No, you can't say that we're not going to do that and did not tell us what we're going to do. I mean, we still got three more seasons of this, but, like, I mean, brother would like to know so we, so I know what I need to do to actually get what you're looking for. Both of them are available for free. We're going to have... Okay. Have y'all seen... If either of you seen 12 Monkeys or Mr. Robot? I've seen Mr. Robot. I've seen 12 Monkeys and Mr. Robot. God damn it! Never mind. (laughs) Are you trying to think something's going to amaze us? No, I'm trying to think of something y'all haven't seen. The problem with with Mr. Robot is that 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 and um what's the other one with the that's like loosely based off of the X-Men universe? Um the other one with the unreliable Oh the uh Legion. Yes. Those are th- those shows just seem batshit insane and I no grasp of what's actually really happening there. So like if I'm talking about it like it's a it's a it's a chance that I could be dead ass wrong about most of this shit. That's the good part. But Mr. Robot is actually really good. It does it ties everything up, but Rashani's seen it so. Yeah. And Mr. Robot um No, and- you see have you seen 12 Monkeys the show? Rashani or just a movie? I think I saw like the first five episodes and I stopped. But here's my question about 12 Monkeys. Here's my thing about this show, actually. Is it still going on? Because if it's an ongoing show, we can't review it. 12 Monkeys been over for like three, four years. Three, four years. Okay. 
Because, you know, like, it could be like Grey's Anatomy, which is now on this, like, what, 35th season or something like that? Like, I stopped watching that shit when Izzy started fucking a ghost. But you have seen Mr. Robot, Rashad. I think everyone has. Yeah. Okay, BD Wong so. is a na- is an international treasure. In that show, he is acting his ass off. Man, listen. Yeah, he's incredible. He is absolutely fucking phenomenal in that show. Um, and like I I just it that was one of the things when we were talking about him in Oz, it was just like, yo, dog, um, <laughs> like I don't I he should be in more stuff, right? Like, like why is BD Wong true. not in more stuff? 12 Monkeys has uh Rashani's favorite actor from us in it from almost all for most of it. Hey, who's that? Um what was his name in us? <laughs> oh, Alvarez. Okay. Alvarez is in 12 Monkeys. My favorite part about Oz is still how they would just have people, you know, go on other shows so they had them escape for a little while and then just show back up and nothing would happen. So now I might go back to How to Get Away with Murder because neither of you have seen it and neither have I. I don't want. Yeah, because about- after the first season, it's like, how many times y'all gonna get away with murder? <laughs> yeah. I still say uh, uh, Kirk Acevedo, who, who is the actor. Uh, his stint in Arrow was fucking magnificent. Oh, yeah, it, just, it just went too long. He went. He went over. He went over a season. You know what I mean? Like it was. Like it wasn't like he did his thing for a season and that shit was over. No, 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 no. They kept this motherfucker around. No, he was. He was fantastic in Arrow. That's my announcement. So it looks like we're gonna do Twelve Monkeys. After this, where's it available at? Y'all ruined all my announcements. Where, where's Twelve Monkeys? Where's it available at? Uh, Hulu, I think. Okay, I have Hulu. I have Hulu. I can't tell you if I'm gonna have Netflix by like next week, but I got Hulu. Yeah, Twelve Monkeys is on Hulu. Only reason why I still keep Netflix is because I know my mama watch it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't use it nearly as much as my mama and my ex. My ex still has my Netflix, I guess. Um, but I don't watch it nearly as much as they do. Okay, I'm about to get real ho happy. At the point where your ex gets remarried, shouldn't they get it their own account? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that from you. Probably Mr. should. Nice my guy. ex my ex-girlfriend, not my ex-wife. Oh, my ex, okay. My ex-girl- my ex-girlfriend, who I still hang out with from time oh, to time. Oh, yeah, that's different. I thought you meant the ex-wife. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? I'm counting on my fingers like, wait. <laughs> we, we don't share nothing but a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, at a certain point, I'm just, you know what? Me, depending on how bad the relationship ends, I might let them keep the Netflix password and the Hulu password and all those passwords and just be floating around pretty. And then at some point, I'm going to change them motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I considered it a couple of times. And then I was just like, no, that's just me being emotional. Unnecessarily. Well, I mean, for your ex-girlfriend that you're still friends with, you, you, I can see why you would keep that going. But for anybody else, yeah, nah. 
No, if my ex wife needed a password, I she can she can rock with the password. I don't I don't have no beef with her. I don't have no beef with her husband. I don't have no beef with nobody. I, you know, I'm it's been years. I'm over that shit now. <laughs> yeah, you're over that shit, and that's great, but I still ain't gonna let you have my I'm not paying for your shit. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, yeah, here's how it works. Because now that I say that, I think about it. I'm sure my daughter has told her mom my passwords to some of the accounts that I have. Because she wants to watch it on the big TV downstairs and not just in her room. So I'm sure she's told her some of the stuff. There's nothing you can really do about that. Right. But if we're just, if there's no kids involved and we break up and it's been like a good four or five years and I notice little things like in my algorithm that are getting fucked up or the last show that's on there or something I ain't watched or nigga, if you watch the last episode or something before I get to watch it and then it disappears from my feed, then I'm going to I'm gonna have to cut you off. That's why the greatest invention has been profiles. Like it before profiles, my Netflix shit used to get fucked up because my ex wife watched Noah's Ark and it fucked my whole Netflix up. And Noah, <laughs> like, I just was like, yo, why the fuck am I getting suggested all of this gay stuff? For those like, y'all who don't know, Noah's Ark was a show that was coming on um, Logo. Logo. Um, and it was a LGBTQ positive show about gay couples uh, traversing a situation. Sorry, go ahead, Scar. And those dudes were on fire. Like, whoa, buddy. Uh, like, <laughs> buddy. Um, they like they isn't it's it's like it's like Felix to the tenth power. And but then also, you know, remember Felix didn't actually come out. The dude who plays Felix didn't actually come out the closet until right before season five. Um, so all of this time he still he's still pretending like he good. Did y'all see um the Orville's coming back. Also, we never talked about Orville never Black coming back, which y'all didn't tell me. We did talk about that. No, we didn't. Like two weeks ago. We didn't talk about it. Yes, we did. We talked yes, we about did. it. We did. We talked it about was, it at length. It was very That's brief. It, it, it was brief, but we did talk about that they're coming out with a new, um, they're coming out with a new, no one knows what it's really about because the, um, the podcast. It's new characters. Yeah, the podcast is is still keeping with a lot of people that we know. Um the one the ones that survive. Um mm. so like so like the ones that survive are still in this and Tatiana reads the whole first season by herself. And then s- some other people from the show come and help her in the second season. Um which I don't yeah, necessarily she must not have had no work. Um I know she's been in that show with the horses. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I know my ex watched it. Um, it's a show and it has like 20 fucking seasons or some shit. Um, <laughs> but all I know is like, if I'm in the other room, all I do is hear horses uh, because it's about like, I guess it has something to do with a horse ranch of some sort. Um, I'll look it up. Give me one moment. It is Heartland, I think. You didn't have to look it up. You know, you didn't have to look it up. Our listeners don't give a fuck. You know they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about 95% of the shit we talk about more than likely. Right. Did y'all, did, have y'all ever seen Fringe? 
Friends? Nah, fuck Fringe. them white people. Fringe. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Um, that had um, the they had Lance Riddick in it from from yeah, The Wire. And the, the chick who plays Astrid, uh, she plays on The Good Doctor. I know that from my ex, too, because she watched The Good Doctor. And I was like, yo, that's Astrid, yo. Like, I, I don't see her as anything but Astrid. So, like, when I, when, I, when I saw her, and she's playing someone who is on the spectrum in The Good Doctor. Uh, she's a love interest for the main character who's pretending to be on the spectrum. Also, um, white name, Astrid. Is that really a white name? I don't know. Or it's a hippie name. Let's say hippie name. Okay. Hippie name. Yeah. Astrid. There's only one Astrid I know in real life, and it was a person who wrote the Pippi Longstocking series. Who also mentioned in the second season of The Boys. Of The Boys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, um, uh, Stonefront mentions Pippi Longstocking as her, huh. as, her, as her favorite hero. Yeah. Astrid Lindgren. She wrote Pippi Longstocking. I can't wait for the boys to come back out. Ooh. I love That's shit. next month. Yep. Pippi Longstocking is coming into your town. I did not want to sing the song. She'll turn your world upside down. You want to know. You can have all that. Pippi Longstocking is coming into your world. You know what? A fraggle-faced white little girl. It's, I think it's a red-headed girl. Red-headed girl. But um, that key change was the shit, though. Right? Like, no. no. Pippi Longstock. <laughs> yeah, that key, that key change was the shit, though. Like, it's like, like key changes, key changes in all other music is fucking fantastic, except for it, the, the equivalent in hip-hop is the beat switch or the beat yeah. flip. Speaking of beat flip, did y'all know that Orphan Black is the 14th best sci-fi TV show on the top 100 of See what all I time? did there, Scar? You see what I did there? I said, speaking of beat flip, and he came right through like Run DMC with a completely different thing that had nothing to do with music. According to Rotten Tomatoes, I don't, number 14 I don't really, I don't really the top look at that, that type of stuff. Um, mostly That's because... That's pretty good. Oh, man. Let me tell you about Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I don't pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes because I trust my I trust my and the people close to me's opinion more than I it, it, trust the world's but um, my boss uh, watched the Batman and he fucking hated that movie and Ooh. where is the Batman he hated that movie so much and he was like he was like he was like Rotten Tomatoes better not have this more than like 30% or something like that and I was like ooh you about to be disappointed and he was like what is 28% um it's like nah dog uh critics is 86 uh the rest of the audience is 87 he was like fuck I don't trust hey, Rotten Tomatoes is about no right for that that's about right I did not like that movie I had bro. issues with that movie but it was a good film bruh there's, there's one that it's like the the one thing that like that one season of of um the the football Friday Night Lights the one season of Friday Night Lights where like the whole problem in season four I think could have been solved with one phone call I felt that I hated that my, season so much yeah because you you could have solved the whole big bad of that season with one phone call and you just mm -hmm. didn't do it. 
Um, but like I felt that way about Batman. Like, you know I me, mean? like slight spoilers to Batman. But like once Batman finds out that all of this stuff is going through the fund in his father's name, Bruce Wayne can fix this shit. But you decided really to still be fucking Batman. Like, this is in his father's name. So, like, why can't Bruce Wayne step in and be like, hey, 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 we need to get control of this shit and we need to do this shit the right way? No, he chose to be the fucking Batman through 90% of the fucking movie. And it's like, come on, dog. Like, Bruce Wayne should be involved in this shit at least I for some of I said that. Where you said that at? I said that when we talked about it on our show. I had issues with that movie. But as a film, it was a really good film. It was a really well done film. And that's what critics are looking at. I had someone, I watched a video where someone kind of explained it from the perspective of a fan. And I understood it a little bit more. I still don't agree. Um, but I didn't like the movie. It took me. It took me two days to watch it, and I just kind of. I mean, it like, is long. This is very. Yeah, long. I, it, yeah. It took me two <laughs> days to watch it. I tried to watch it one night. I fell asleep, and well, you know, I was dozing, and I felt like I was dozing, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stop this right now. I get to work, and the next day, apparently, I didn't. I didn't was just like fading a little bit. No, I missed like 45 fucking minutes. <laughs> I just didn't realize that I had missed 45 minutes. Of course, because he's Batman the whole fucking movie. So before we get into the show, tell me if y'all think these 13 shows these than, shows are better than Orphan Black. So number 13 is the original Twilight Zone. Yes. Uh, number 12 is a show called Firefly. i never seen it. I love Firefly. How about um, say, I know Scar it, loved that is show. It, is, it better, is it better than Orphan Black? You um, got to think not just as the, the show, but also the impact. That I think that the I think this goes to the Biggie conversation. Did he have enough content to be considered the best? Um, and I'm gonna say no, because it was only one season. They did a movie, but like the, uh, compared to compared to Orphan Black, I'm gonna say no because there's not enough content there. I mean, at some point, this shit could have fallen off, like Lost, and but or Oz. It, it, it yeah, or <laughs> Oz, or like a lot of shows, but it didn't get a chance to fall off. Number I still 11. go into. Okay. I, I still go into the Oz group and read people who come in there and say and 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 read posts from people who are just now coming into the group and they'll say something bad about somebody who was in the show, like Omar, and one guy always pops up and he's like, "But he was a terrific actor," and it's like, dude, <laughs> dude, I'm sure that he's a terrific that actor, but no, fuck that shit. He was Eddie King in a different setting. Yeah. But they're like he. They probably had never seen. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> number eleven was Fringe. Fringe. I liked it. I did. Oh, I don't think I like it was better than Northern Black. Me too. I'm with you there. Number ten is The Expanse. That's definitely better than Northern Black. De- it yes, should be higher than ten. <laughs> definitely, it should be. It should be much higher than ten. I it's think probably going to go up over time. Like it's still going on, right? Nope, it just finished. It just so finished. now that it's just finished, you know, in the t- in the test of time, it'll probably go up higher. It's at ninety four percent. I don't know which higher is going to go. The the expanse is top five, in my opinion. It's top Num- five. Top five. N- number nine is Black Mirror. I've never seen it, but I hear a lot of people talk about it. I, I d- just Black it Mirror. Had its moment. Black Mirror. The problem with Black Mirror is is it's an anthology show, so it's not a like 
there's not a whole lot of like well, it's not episodic lines. no yeah it's no episodic. it's it's like an um, anthology so it it yeah. has its moments but there there are there are things that connect certain episodes to each other like you'll, like be watching, from the hood. You, you'll be watching an episode and you'll see like on the news ticker things about other episodes but like it doesn't necessarily they're not necessarily connected in any way and then you can also see in some episodes the the progression of certain technologies because it's all except for the first episode it's all about technology going awry but there's a connection between certain um certain technologies and how it progressed from in the early stages when it's being used as an investigative tool to other tools where it's been used to be a helicopter parent and other tools where it's, you know what I mean? Like it's like, mm. it's, it's, is a, is an evolution of the same kind of technology. The, the best episode, cause Scar is going to keep talking in circles. The best episode to me, other than the one where of course, the one everybody was talking about where instead of you dying, you go back to the eighties or whatever. And some, world that became the impetus for the Amazon show Upload. Um, yeah, that uh, was probably to me the one where the dude and his wife, they had memory links implanted into their brains. <laughs> so while they're fucking each other, they would just hit re- they would just replay a scene where they were having better sex. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that is that is my favorite episode. The entire history of you, um, that is my favorite episode. Uh, like the 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 psychology behind it mm-hmm. um, is fascinating because the whole thing is about like these people have an implant that records all of your memories and you can replay them, rewind them. It's kind of like a a memory uh, DVR. Yeah, it's a, me- a memory TiVo, um, and he he just gets he just gets a whiff of something that doesn't seem quite right between his wife and some dude and like he can't let it go so he keeps going back and replaying the memory and the stuff like that and it ends up driving him crazy and it totally ruins his life because he can't let this one thing go and like the oh, I, I think I might like this show I might watch it one day yeah yeah oh man it's fucking no do not do not stop at the first episode. The first episode is not like the rest of them. Okay. Number eight is Stranger Things. Number eight I, is Stranger I just, Things. Not I better just, than not not better than uh Orphan Black. Actually, um I am of a mind the Stranger Things, while it is good, um probably isn't in the top five for me. It's not it's not top no, it's 10 number eight. It's not top ten for me. Um, it's not, I don't, I don't think it's top 10, but recent, but I've only watched it. I started watching stranger things maybe about, a, uh, about two years ago. I think stranger things and black mirror are both. It's like having a wind aided running track. They're both assisted by the zeitgeist, you know, folks saying you got to watch this show. You got to watch this show. They're good shows, but they're not that dude, I like you know, things, but yeah, I agree. Number I think seven. I think I think Stranger Things um picks up where um what's the movie uh what's it called is it called Super 8 Super 8 Yeah I think Stranger Things really picks up on a lot of that Spielbergian thing Oh it that, does that, it's that, like the Goonies Yeah yeah it's that Spielbergian um it's, I think I think it really picks up and runs with that stuff 
um, in a way that Super 8 can only do in a movie, but like they could stretch this out. And they made something of it, but do I think it's like in the top 10 of, of things? Fuck no. Well, this is like, sci-fi TV shows. Right. Do I think it's yeah. do I think it's in the top 10 of sci-fi TV shows? Fuck no. And do First, I think it's better than Orphan Black? Fuck no. Number seven is Westworld. Never I, seen, I didn't get I've all the way seen, through it. I've only seen I the first season. I've only seen the first season, and it's one of those like the the twist when the twist happens. It's like yo, yeah, yeah. I've West only seen the first half shit. of the first season. Oh man, you got to finish that first season. Yeah, bro. Westworld is my shit. I agree. Yeah. I agree. This should be up a little higher for me. That's my shit. But are you saying that based off the first season or based off of everything, Brandon? Both. The first if season it, is incredible. If it just ended if, at the if first it, season, it would have been incredible. It and so, been, would you put if, those two seasons above The Expanse? Uh, no. Expanse is like number one for me. Expanse, okay. Expanse is really high for me on this <laughs> list. Um, I think Westworld, the one season that I've seen, could be up there because I, I, I didn't have HBO anymore, so I couldn't really watch the rest of it. So um, in my in my there, fire state. There's three seasons in now, West Pro, but it's fantastic. Yeah. All right, this it, next one is going to be controversial. I've never seen it, but I think both of you have seen it. And number six is Lost. I never saw it. Fuck that Lost, show. Lost is a great TV show with two big problems. One they bring up a whole bunch of questions that they never answer. Two, the last season is the last season is horrible. And the way that it ends is just like, that's it? That, that's, that's how you're going to end this? For real? Like, that's what it was. Like, I think Lost was really, really good. My biggest problem is they didn't, there's, there's so many questions that they didn't answer in the last season. I was, my, you can ask my ex-wife, I was yelling at the fucking TV through most of the last season. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel about the last season of Lost is how y'all feel about the last season of Game of Thrones. Another, another TV show I've only watched the first season. Number five is the original Star Trek from the 60s. I can't, I'll put I, Next Generation above Star Trek. I, yeah, Number I'm, four is Star Trek The Next Generation. There we go. They should, you shouldn't <laughs> put them. You should, they, they both shouldn't exist in this space separate from each other. I'm yes. sorry. Star Trek is Star Trek. Like, bruh, I'm sorry. I mean, they are separated by 21 years. No, I don't give a fuck. It's still, it's still Star Trek. So just put Star Trek in like, let's, let's move the fuck on. Number three is the X Files. Never watched it. From Nisha the 90s. did. I, I can't, did you I can't watch the X Files, Rashani? Nisha did. I didn't. Number two is Doctor Who, which I've never seen. I watched the first season. You the you second, did not. You did not stop did. saying that. Watched you the watched first, the, you watched, watched the, the first one, season of a new iteration because the, the first the, season uh, yeah, was like the 30s. Yeah, I watched the first season of the modern. Yeah, this is because yeah, I remember I remember there was a um a woman that we used to podcast with named Amber and she did a show called Black Sexy Geeky and Mental. Was that it, Scar? Yes. But I didn't listen to that much because she sounds like my ex-mother-in-law. And um, well, she's from Boston, so that works. Um, no, they have the same. They have the same voice, and I fucking hate that. She's way. from, but um, she watched Doctor Who like 
all the way through. And I was like, you know what? I'm interested in this. You talk about Doctor Who so lovingly. I like to get, I like to watch, I like to see it. <laughs> Where should I start? And she was like, probably the season that was in 1956. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and number one on this list. Wait, 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 wait. Before, we, before we move, before we move off uh, Doctor Who, um, I watched the first season and I kind of gravitated to it mostly because the doctor at that time was the dude, one of the dudes. Was it heroes. David Tennant? Was, no, no, no. David Tennant came in around the second season of that, that part of it. Um, I thought David Tennant was way too wacky for me. Mm-hmm. Like he was, I mean, he was very uh, Fozzie Bear of a character. You know what I mean? Like it was just kind of like waka waka waka. It's like calm the fuck down, dude. Waka waka waka. Fozzie Bear's gonna talk up. Yeah, I just I just couldn't get into David Tennant. I didn't really see David Tennant really until um, Jessica Jones. Like, and I went, mm. oh, that dude is. Oh, wonderful. that was dope as fuck. The yeah. Purple Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still that, say. And then his 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 small stint in in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I still say that if they ever bring Jessica Jones to the theaters, to the screen, they need to do that whole storyline again. Yep. With David Tennant, like the whole thing, just put it on a big screen because yeah, he was amazing. He, that's that's one of those. Uh, Jessica Jones is one of those TV shows where um, the side characters are much more interesting than the main character that it's about. Well, for a while, the first Thor was that same way. The very first Thor movie, I thought that everybody else was better than Thor. Yes, that's also because of who you got to make Thor. Um, what's, what's yeah, it was much more Shakespearean. Yeah, and, and it was just kind of... Uh, but, but like, you know... The Odin was Odin was the shit, and like that, that when he growls, when he growls at Loki, that wasn't in the script. So when Loki has that look, like oh, maybe I'm gonna shut the fuck up. That was a real response when, at the end of the movie where Loki started talking to him. He goes, that was not in the, that was not in the script at all. So yeah, fuck yeah, he did that shit. Okay, so what was number one? The number one show. Uh, t- sci-fi show of all time according to Rotten Tomatoes list from critics at a 96% rating on Rotten Tomatoes is Battlestar Galactica. I love that shit. At the time, I will say it gets a little muddy in the middle where they, they didn't quite know exactly what they were doing, but once they, once they hit into a certain storyline, then that shit was off and running again. I really enjoy Battlestar Galactica because you think it's about the... It's one of those things like The Walking Dead where it's, you know, Walking Dead is supposed to be about zombies, but you realize The Walking Dead are actually the people. Um, Battlestar Galactica was really about the people way more than it was the fact that they were on a spaceship. Have you seen it, Rashani? No, I think I've spoken on Battlestar Galactica and actually mixed it up with... What was the other Battlefield one? Battlefield Earth. Yeah, that one. He, he mixes <laughs> Battle Battlestar Galactica and Battlefield Earth. Yeah, I I know without a shadow of a doubt. I've never seen it because I know I do that. Now I almost did it just then. <laughs> and then the last thing: Have y'all seen the show Counterpart? No. Nope. I've never heard of it. I think that's what I'm gonna do next. Then it'll be a quick, quick one for us because you know. 
I don't I don't have to have all the attention on me. I'm okay with a quit. So why are you talking about the attention on you? What? The attention's on the show, fam. It's about well, the this shows. show. This show has a one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a ninety nine percent audience score. Oh, so you ain't seeing it either. You're just seeing what happens. Yeah, I wanna do good... something I wanna do something that none of us have seen. Or at least you two haven't seen it. All right, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you straight out. If if we're doing a show that none of us has seen, that none of us can say, hey, this is a good or bad show, and we start watching it and it's a bad show, I promise you, I will stop. You know, and, no, you're not going to stop after and, you watch three seasons of Oz. Absolutely and, not. You're not going to stop. And if it's sci-fi... There's a difference, and I I get looks about this all the time, but I mean this. There's a difference between, in sci-fi, there's good sci-fi, and then there's good sci-fi that's also really fucking boring. What if I told you You said, what is it called? What if I told you this show starred J.K. Simmons, and it was on Stars? Okay. Who the fuck has stars? It's on Pro- actually, it's I on have Prime stars. Ra- I have Brandon stars, actually. <laughs> it's, on Prime, it's on Prime Video now, just like Orphan Black. Wait, I think I've seen a preview for that. But it originally came on stars with J.K. Simmons as the st- main star. I think I know what I think I know what it's about. Okay. Howard Silk, a low-level agent whose career is winding down at a Berlin-based United Nations spy agency, unwillingly learns the answer. Uh, oh, I forgot the first sentence. What might be different if a person could coexist in an alternate world? Howard Silk, a low-level agent whose career is winding down to Berlin-based United Nations spy agency, and really learns the answer. Upon discovering his organization is harboring a secret that of a gateway to a parallel dimension, Howard becomes immersed in a mysterious world of espionage, intrigue, and government conspiracies. There, the only man Howard can trust is Prime, his almost identical counterpart from a divergent reality. You know, it's it's kind it's almost it's almost like a comic book that I read called Gemini. I don't think it lasted very long, but Gemini was basically he was a regular dude during the day. When he fell asleep, he turned into Gemini, who was an actual superhero that went and did a whole bunch of superhero shit at night, <laughs> and then he came back, and then all of a sudden, this dude was back back to being his normal self during the day. I wonder if it finished because there's only two seasons. I don't want to watch something that didn't finish. That'd be terrible. Like that got canceled when it was just getting good. There's too, many, there's too many of those shows. I'd get upset. I don't know. I don't it's, know why it's said, it, said, it, says seven, it says 17 through 19. But I know Rashani's probably upset that we delayed starting the show. I would love for us to do a season on um what's what's that show called? The one with um the one that I watched. With- don't say Gotham. No, no, oh fuck no. Gotham is the cure for insomnia. I have never watched an episode of, of Gotham without falling asleep. Never. When I was having issues, when I when I was living on my own, one of the one of the few times I've lived on my own, I was having trouble problems going to sleep and stuff like that. I was in a new place and all this other stuff. Man, I put on Gotham, slept like a fucking baby. Every every damn time. Rashani, how about Donnie? Donnie's that nigga, dog. Weren't you supposed to be saying what show you... Okay. Um, I'm sorry, no, I wasn't I'm listening. I'm, I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think of the name because it was it was on... Um, it was on... It was on Netflix and then they took it off. But 
I'm trying to think of the actor who I can't think of his name right now. Um, the black dude who likes Asian chicks and no one really likes in real life. Tay Diggs. Yeah, there, there we go. Oh, Daybreak. Daybreak. Yes. Yeah, with uh, with blood with moon blood good. Uh huh. Well, that was the most frustrating thing when like somebody's actually good at what they do, but you don't like them. Yeah, uh, th- th- Tay Diggs cool. is actually a pretty good actor, but I, I can't like watch Tay Diggs. Anything. I like him a lot. I can't watch anything that he's in. They, Daybreak. Daybreak is a really good one season show. Um, it's basically a murder mystery, but also Groundhog Day. But it's also one of those one season shows where, unlike mistaken to me, where I thought that uh, Playmakers ended off on a cliffhanger, it didn't. Daybreak literally ends on a cliffhanger. Yes, it does. Yeah, I hate that. I can't stand that. Yeah, and that's why I think that shows now, in hindsight, you know, it will be like, oh, man, I got to think about this the whole summer. Now that shit pissed me off. If you end shit on a cliffhanger, fuck I'm okay you. if you're renewed. But if you don't know you're renewed. And yeah. that happened with like five shows that I loved like that. There was one. That was one. The other one was the Black Donnellys, uh, which I will always tout as it could have been great. It was NBC's version of The Sopranos before The Sopranos even came out. Um, Another oh, one was... Vampire Slayer. What? Buffy he wasn't going to say that. I thought that they finished that one out completely. They did, but remember, when they didn't know they were going to get renews, they fucking killed her in a season and didn't remember, oh, shit, now we're going to the WB and we got to figure out how to bring her back. Ah. <laughs> no, I was going to say the one where the nigga, the, the white dude would fall asleep in one world and wake up in another world and in one world his dead son was alive and in the other world his wife was alive and so he's living in both worlds um yeah it was it was it was an interesting ass concept it really was like his son had died he was a cop so when he went to bed at night and went to sleep he woke up in a world where his son was still alive so he wasn't sure which one was a dream and which one was reality um, it was a really interesting show, and they only did it for one season. Nisha and I watched a bunch of shows that were one season wonders, and they were great. That's how I felt about the Expanse before Amazon picked it up. I think I think I I picked up um, Designated Survivor after Netflix picked it up, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually a pretty good show." It wasn't. On- that's how people felt about. Um, uh, what's that show I binged a couple months ago with the airplane? Uh, Manifest. I Manifest. It, <laughs> Manifest got a little wacky at points. <laughs> <laughs> a little wacky. <laughs> Devin uh, watched it. I, oh, does he like it? He watched it all the way through and then told me about it right before we hopped on a fucking airplane in New Orleans. Oh, so. <laughs> I, I watched I watched it. It was I watched the first two seasons. I don't think I watched the last one. Um it, it the like it started the second season got like holy fuck, this is like <sighs> apparently it got canceled. And so many people binged it on Netflix that Netflix is bringing it back for the fourth and final season. So yeah, the, the same thing they did the same thing with uh Jericho. So I, I give to you the show Awake. 
Um, also, mm-hmm. one thing that they did was, uh, even though it only had one season, they put that one season out on DVD and called it the complete series, which always makes me laugh. Um, secondly, it starred Jason Isaacs. Oh, fuck that guy. Steve Harris. No, no, let's go back to Jason Isaacs. Fuck that guy. He plays so many horrible fucking characters that, like, you know what I mean? Because he was Lucius Malfoy. Um, he also played, um, what was the what was the other one that he played in where he was just a complete fucking dick? The Patriot. Um, yeah, that guy was a dick. Fuck that guy. Dylan Minnette, who was Clay in 13 Reasons Why. B.D. Wong. Wilmer Vildorama, the pervert. Kevin Wiseman. It had a Netflix? No, this is on NBC. It's not there anymore. But this is the one where a car accident takes the life of a family member, and he's a police detective, and he lives two alternating parallel lives, one with his wife and one with his son. And B.D. Wong is his uh, psychiatrist trying to find out what's going on. He's living an arduous double life that defies reality. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. In order to keep both his loved ones alive, he starts living in dueling realities, churning up confusion. In one reality, him and his wife debate having another child, while in the other one, his son Rex is turning to his tennis coach to fill the void of the loss of his mother. Because Rex in one place, his, his, mom, his wife died, and the other one, his son died. Rex is a dog's thing. Okay, tell that to Rex Chapman. Rex is a dog's name. I don't care whose name Rex. Because honestly, they used to call him Rexy Poo. <laughs> uh, I don't care. But yes, Donnie is that dude this episode. I was surprised that I actually liked that nigga. Yeah, that, I told y'all last week when y'all started riffing on Donnie, I said, just wait. No, last week I told you I'm starting to like Donnie. I didn't start to riff on him. And I said, I said, just wait. Also, um, Allison's idea of doing the doing it nasty it's just getting fucked from the back. <laughs> well, technically... <she laughs> Which means she must be a Mormon because she likes missionaries. Technically, she was getting fucked on the back over a freezer that just had a dead body in it. Yeah, I don't know how they did that when literally it probably smelled like shit in there. Yeah, it probably smelled awful. But that, no, she said the nasty. She wanted to do it the nasty way. And she turned around. So... Her idea of nasty. Actually, if you're stand, if you're both standing up, isn't it called something else? Wheelbarrow or something. I didn't like call it. I just said getting hit from the back. I think it's called wheelbarrow. That ain't no. the wheelbarrow. Trust no. me. I was a lot more limbo when I was in my late twenties. That ain't the wheelbarrow. I got I got some wheelbarrow in. Nigga, <laughs> I've done the wheelbarrow. That ain't the wheelbarrow, my nigga. Not at all. That's, that's a, put your hands on the ground, baby, and let's go. <laughs> you put, and then when you when you when you kind of do like the little bit of step over and you kind of wheelbarrowing down. Woo! <laughs> Back in those old days where you could flip to like six different positions without actually pulling out. Those were the days. Yep. Just, all right, here's what's going to happen. We're going to be a missionary. Open up your legs. I'm going to put one knee over here. Put my other knee over here. You flip while I'm doing it. And now, just like that, we in doggy style. We still going. That's that <laughs> work. <laughs> Look. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> That's all you would say. Hold on. <laughs> Just, hey, hey, hey. 
Do you trust idea. me? <laughs> I got an idea. Do you trust me on this? Do you trust me? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Uh, nigga, we were literally the sexual version of Aladdin. Like, I can show you the world. <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> He's looking at us like we are the worst people in the world. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, that ain't the wheelbarrow. Mm-mm, not Mm-mm. No, not even close. Mm-mm. Y'all not gonna uh, not, not, not but like Alice's sexual proclivity. Nah, see, what sexual proclivity? If Alice, if Alice had really wanted to get nasty, she would have bent over in front of the, of the, of the freezer and bent over, touched them toes, and like, like really like contorted her body to where is that? That's what she was about to do. Didn't no, she wasn't. She was no, literally she using the freezer as leverage. That was no, her no, idea no. of nasty. That was it. She literally grabbed the other side of the freezer. Nah, diff- using it for le- leverage and using it for balance are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, she, I think that Donnie is Allison's only partner. Uh, I think so. Because she said so. they got together in high school or that she's known him since high school. So I think that was her only partner. And, and, and like, you know, I mean, other than the dude that she has sex with. Yeah, in the car, which doesn't really count either because I don't think she thinks of straddling somebody in a car as do, being nasty either. I think no, she just thinks from behind is nasty. They got in the back seat. I'm oh, yeah, because she still man. wanted a missionary. Don't knock Allison. I'm not the knocking clothes, Allison. Like I said, she's my favorite. You see her and Sarah. And also, also the thing about Allison, I've been giving this a little bit of thought, y'all, because I've been at work watching this show, uh, thinking about how things are going in the show, and it came to me who Allison reminds me of the most out of anybody, and it's not any of those clones. It is literally... Um, You're a nigger. If Allison went to jail, she'd be Shirley. No. no yes, she would. No. Nice ass woman who hides a murderer underneath her. She. Yeah, she would totally convince herself that she didn't really do anything to Oscar and Gemma. Mm-hmm. Well, she didn't murder. She didn't murder Ainsley. But she, she watched. Just she just didn't save Ainsley. That's the difference. And and no, 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 no. So see, here's the thing about it. Okay, for a while I was like, yeah, she was a victim too because she sat there, she didn't do anything, she felt the guilt or whatever. But then in this episode, she was like, at least I had the good sense to leave the body where it lied. Yeah, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you something. The side eye that she gave this nigga when they were on the fucking jackhammer was the best. Man, that's what he get for mansplaining. Like, are you sure you can do it? And she's like using the jackhammer like, nigga. Mm. <laughs> and she ain't even moved by it. She's just looking at him like, Nick, please. Right. She does drugs. She knows what to do. Drugs has not, nothing to do with a jackhammer. Not anymore. <laughs> Especially not in their house because she don't do the jackhammer. Let me tell you something about the jackhammer, Brandon. So that's when you, you get up on your haunches, right? And she's done it. You just start pounding your stuff into it. It's all going to get redacted. But you, you try and put her legs as far as they can go towards her her arms. 
and yeah, you it's usually it's usually on like on the floor in front of the couch it kind of the other way of what i was saying that allison should have did um like you, you you basically she's just laying basically on her neck mm-hmm. <laughs> get in the business on your neck <laughs> And you're just over her, just jackhammering. Um, so, yeah, the show opens up with Allison and Donnie in their garage. Um, Allison has cleaned Leaky's brains out the trunk, but, you know, they're still trying to figure out what's going on, with what, what they're going to do with the body. Donnie is playing everybody who isn't a fucking psychopath um, as he is grossed out and he's getting ready to puke. And Allison's like, well, maybe we could just lay the body diagonal and it'll wrap better. Or if we do it this way, it's not going to fit. And he's all, all, all. He is completely unfazed by all of this. Mm-hmm. So tell me again, she ain't Shirley. Um, they wrap the body in plastic. We so already know the clones. Have, you already know the clones aren't faced by murder. No, we know they all the clones live a very different, le- a very different lives. Sarah shot Elena, just kept it moving. Elena's killed seventeen thousand people. Did you did you just eat your H's? A, did you just eat your H's? Like you must be you must be in Texas for a long time. Helena, what? No, you said Elena. You ain't said no, you ain't pronounce the H at all. You you I know a and lot of people from Allison. I mean not Allison. Kasima's um, a scientist, so you know she's cool with dead bodies. Rachel's, yeah, they, I'm they sure Rachel's they, they, dead they basically dissected the other the the other clone. Wait, it's something inside of them that's cool with dead bodies. That's my theory. And also, I want to say, by the time we get to this point of the season of the series or whatever, I am totally feeling like these are separate people. Like, I'm not feeling like I don't I don't get that feeling like they're all being played by the same person. I really feel like they're all separate people from each other. Oh, yeah, I do. I get that feeling, too. Except this episode, because when Sarah was playing Sarah, she was playing Sarah way too good. I mean, Rachel was playing Sarah. She was playing. Sarah no, way- she did not. No, she did not. Because I noticed this on the on the last two rewatches. Because I've I've watched this twice uh, since Friday. Um, when on, on that scene, and I watched it again today. On that scene, she is um, per, she is talking with Sarah's accent. But she is enunciating like Rachel. Like, you know, like how Rachel says the whole word. Well, yeah, you know, like she, yeah, she's she's like she is she is talking like Sarah, but she's enunciating like herself. And she's speaking in that little bit of a lower register of her voice. And that and and that's when I was like. Wow, she did a really good job, but like at, on rewatches, of course, I know I noticed that there was a little bit of there's there was a little bit of Rachel in that. Yeah, like you, Rashani. Yes, I'm I'm sitting here quietly insulted. Why? That this nigga thinks that this nigga from Cali says every syllable like this. Movie theater, nigga. See? I was the one who was getting, I was the one who was getting teased for like nine years because I couldn't say words right. Scar a cosign for me, no, please. People, yeah, but and then pe- people say that about me too. They say that I, um, I speak whitish. 
I always hated that phrase. Because because I, I don't know because, what that means. Because I know Actually, I do know what that means. I don't know what I'm saying. I you what know, I use about? I'm I'm also a cesspedalian, which means I use big words in normal conversation. Me and too. and a lot of people go like Are you also a sapiosexual? I am not. Fuck ass. Those people are fucking weird. I am turned on by the mind, by how smart you are. That's what that means? Yes. Oh, that's. I am not turned on by your body. I am turned on by your mind, which is something that only liars say. That's what happened to Allison in this episode. No. No, she got turned on by murder and by aggression. Yeah, she got t- she got she got turned on because her her man actually became a man in this episode. Yep, and she told him straight out, "I've never been more turned on because you've never been more of a man." Let's do it the nasty way. I'm gonna turn around so I don't have to look at you. There was a there was a. I just know, that reminds me. There was a. Uh, it's wild that she. It's wild that while she was saying, "I want to do it the nasty way," the only one who got fucked up the ass was the nigga from the farm. <laughs> When I when you said that, I used to watch, I used to listen to Jim Rohn every day for years because he's a man. And and there was a caller on the Jim Rohn show one time, and he ended his call and he said and he was like, "Thanks, Jim, and remember, in Canada we do we do it doggy style, so we both can watch the hockey game." And then hung up. Wow. I want to. I want to call. I, I want to call Bomani show, and I want to talk like Mike Hitman. I want to do that at least once. You don't got the Chicago sound. Shot down. No, no, but I want to say the Mike Hitman stuff, like "Hey, Bo," and and have a good one, Bo. Like that shit. Like that. You know the 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 normal Mike Hitmanisms. No, I don't. Talk about good gang and lucky strike. But it's not anything you've done, so I know. I just want to, dude. Mike is a really good dude, but Mike, that ain't your world, Scar. I know, but I just want to do that once. Why? Like find your own know, path. Just, find your own shit. They don't have him on the show anymore, so. Oh, well, that's because he's doing his own stuff. Find your own path. I know. I said I wanted to. I didn't say I was going to. Well, wanting to and having the opportunity to are two completely different things. One and two. Even if you had the chance, I would rather you get on there and have folks remember you, not remember you as a guy who did a really good Mike Hitman impersonation. I didn't say I was going to do an impersonation. I was just going to say some of the Mike Hitman-isms. Which is an impersonation. But I was going to be me. I was going to say some of the isms. Which is an impersonation. No. So all the general are called clothes. Yeah, but they're not... The thing about the Jim Rome show... Mm -hmm. Was that them niggas, same thing, kind of, to an extent. They went on there and somebody would say something that would hit or something that would land with Jim. And all of a sudden it would become almost like before memes were memes. They'll become memes on there because all of a sudden everybody would say it. They drop it into their, you know, their, their smack off or they drop it into their line or whatever it may be. They'd actually ask him to play recordings of other people saying shit. Didn't you do the same the thing? Best. Nice. Jim Rome shows the shit, man. <laughs> People should listen to that. If you want to listen to that sports talk? He's the nice. best. I loved Jim Rome, and you know what? The reason why we took nice. <laughs> he sounded like you, but it's like I loved it, Jimmy. 
<laughs> the reason why we took that nice was because it was funny as fuck. And he said it on my show, which made it my property. <laughs> Do people even listen to Sports Talk Radio anymore? Like, I don't think I so. Younger, people used to listen to Jim Rome. And it used Tony to be Jim Bruno. Rome and JT the Brick. and JT the Brick, yeah. I only, I only listen to both. I remember... Tony Bruno. I don't even I remember Tony Bruno, I don't too. I never anymore. I remember, um, yeah, because... Bo's not there anymore. We know Scar. We know. No, I just. I, yeah. Okay. They put out a lot of content now, and I, I, I just can't keep up. So you don't have to subscribe to all of it. He still does the Levitar show. Right, but the Levitar show they do like five episodes a day. No, those are different episodes. He still does the Dan Levitar radio show, just like the same format has always been. I get the podcast. I still listen to it. Who listen to the radio anymore? That's what I was saying. I've I always listened to, to, oh, I listen to Jim Rome though. On the radio. I've always so listened to radio. these radio shows in a podcast format. You know, I haven't. Go listen to Jim Rome, listeners. He's the shit. Especially when he runs custom, when he uh, hangs up on callers. That's the best part of the show. All right, no more distractions. Let's do this. We have been doing this, haven't we? No, we keep talking about Jim Rome and all this other shit. Nigga, we said Jim Rome once while you talking about, I wish I could get on there and be Mike Hitman for one because day. Because we were talking about calling in the radio say, shows, nigga, say because some, we were talking about Jim so, fucking Rome. I, I just, sometimes I dream that he is me. <laughs> so, I anyway. To, I don't have to be like Mike, nigga, that is my fucking name. I, move, I dream I move. Also, go listen. Go watch. Did you ever sing that song about yourself when you would do something really, really surprisingly great in basketball? Be real. I feel like if you cross somebody up and hit a three, you walk back down the court muttering that to yourself. Never. One, because I couldn't shoot. Two, my favorite song to sing about myself was the MC by um, KRS One, because those are my initials. Um, Also, (laughs) I have, out of everybody on a basketball court, the person I hate the most is the person who doesn't do shit the whole game, and then they hit an ugly-ass bank shot to win the game and start talking shit. That's the guard. Damn. Yeah, I can't shoot. So, like, if I hit that bank shot, shot, nigga, I'm about that life. I'm going to talk all the shit that day. And that's what the dude did. He turned around all day. I'm about that. Y'all know me. This is what I do. I'm going to turn it to my uncle and put that shit up and go count them. <laughs> <laughs> so, Helena uh, has her legs up in the st- in the stirrups, getting artificially inseminated by Hank. And That dude pretended to be so nice to her right here. And then, he, you re- but you always know he's like a monster. Manipulative pre- people are always nice when they're getting something they want. He's pretending to be so nice. Always. Like, without a shadow of a doubt. They want something, they're going to be nice till they get it. Helena knew that he was implanting babies. Who does she think the other side of this equation was going to be? I don't think she understands how babies work. I think she thought it was Zangief. (laughs) Zangief is dope. He's he's Russian. Uh, This is before there was a conflict, Scar. He's Russian, she's Ukrainian. Like, what what are we talking about here? Actually, when Zangief was around, Ukraine was part of Russia. It was part of the USSR. Exactly, Scar. It wasn't even a Ukraine. Meanwhile, uh, back at Dyad, Delphine and Rachel are talking about Kasima's health. Um, the gross is spread everywhere. And Kasima's going to die. I'm going to die. 
Help me, Scotty. I'm going to die. Let's go. Um, She's going to die without treatment. I was a white pookie. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't lose Kasima. I was a white pookie. I can't lose Kasima. Um, I have nothing to say. And so Rachel says they need to get Kara's bone marrow. Like the teeth ain't working. The teeth ain't toothing. Um, and Delphine has convinced Sarah to let them. Um, remember, uh, before that, she tells Delphine that she's now in charge. Yeah, you in charge. Say it back to me. You're in charge. I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm in charge. I wouldn't watch that again. I do it once a year, Brandon. So, That's what? Hustling flow. <laughs> oh. It got even worse. I, I enjoyed that film. Yeah, you watch it after you do that. You, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I did. It's kind of like smoking a blunt before you watch something that you know is going to flip you the fuck out. Listen to our episode of Hindsight and then watch it again. That's the flows of shit, man. Mm-mm. I like Lucius Lyons. Me too. Like I said, it's a trilogy of his life. Sunset Park, Hustling Flow, Empire. Listen to the conversation that they had with 3-6 Mafia when they talk about having to teach him how to rap. It is the most hilarious shit ever. This nigga shit. Hey, man, he came out there on that verses and ripped that verse. No, Yo. he came out on them verses like he had written and memorized those verses. Right. But like they said they say he showed no, up they on don't. The, they say he showed up on the first day with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> like, what are we doing, fellas? Like uh, by the way, I got in an argument with somebody in the group chat. Because somebody was listening to a podcast and the topic was, what is the worst rap line by a good rapper? That was the topic of the podcast. Oh, so, easy. Anything Silk the Shocker said. No, by a good no, rapper. By a good rapper. Oh, shit. Okay. What's the worst line by a good rapper? Something by DMX. And mine was Cameron. Because at one point, Cameron said he has 10 cars and eight bricks. Like, And he's going to trade the eight bricks for a spaceship. Um, no, actually, his worst line is he said he was an MC like Mike Shashevsky. No, his, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Cameron. Cam said that. <laughs> yes. I was just about to say Kanye's uh, second verse in the Good Life. We can go to the Bay or the Yay or the A. Yay. This is the good life. No, nah, you, you, what, that's his worst line. Not poopy that's scoop. Not that bad of a line. Not poopy scoop. Like, that's the worst. That, no, not poopy scoop. You know what? When he did poopy scoop, he was already off my radar. Them kids made that into a meme. <laughs> poopy scoop. I Cameron feel like that's something his kids said. Eight bricks of cocaine for a spaceship. How that is who that is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron is ridiculous though. I think I think what he meant, like some some people, especially um people some people in the South, they call their car a spaceship because it's so you know, it's a newer car and it's futuristic and it has all of the cool shit in it. Um I think that's what he was talking about. Yeah, but he's uh, from Harlem. Right. But of course all the you know, the after the East Coast, West Coast, those those New York niggas lost their lost their whole shit. So they started stealing shit <laughs> from the South. Like, let's be honest. Let's be honest. That might have made more sense. The nigga moved to Miami. The nigga moved to Miami. Like, what are we talking about here? 
Mm-hmm. He don't live in Harlem no more. Yeah, the Miami. Miami. No, that was the other dude. Welcome to Miami. Benvenido Ami Yami. No, that's not the Also, one. Cameron fucking it up with Juju is the worst decision of in the history of the world. I don't know what that is. Uh, you should know no, who Juju is. Who's Juju? Scar knows. Scar, who's I, Juju? I have, I have an idea. He didn't say he has no idea, so he's closer than I am because I have none. Just, uh, just, just Google Cameron Juju. No, but here's something I did find out. Um, first of all, I found the movie I was looking for from a while back, the Asian movie that I saw last year that I couldn't remember the name of. Um, if you're looking for a movie about a Asian girl who sings like a songbird. It is oh, never a good idea to Google Asian Girl Swallows Movie 2021. Okay. I will take that advice. Thank you. So, anyhow, Delphine says the clones will never trust Rachel. And Rachel's like, you know, I've been lied to as well. So what? Like, hey, you know what? This one she tells her, you could be the new Leaky. So Delphine Rachel goes... might be the most fucked up clone. Very even much more so. than, uh, Yeah. Even more than Helena. Yeah. Yeah. She is 100% the most fucked up clone. By far. Um, and so Delphine goes to Mrs. S's house to plead for the bone marrow, but Sarah is like, fuck you. Delphine tells her that Duncan's a few months away from Akira and Kasim is about to die. And Delphine's like, her bone marrow will reboot Kasima's immune system. And so Kasima, Allison, and Sarah have a Skype chat. Remember Skype? Remember? Remember them before Zoom? Remember that? When they had that huge lead and Zoom wasn't even a thing yet? Remember? No? Okay, cool. So A lot of people still use Skype, though. Apparently so. I've heard some yeah. people talking about they still use Skype. I haven't used Skype in a long time. Because we all used to use it for podcasts. Using Skype and Pamela. Mm-hmm. And I hated it then, too. Pamela was the recording software where you could record your Skype conversations. Yeah. And then Zoom Zoom, Zoom is literally the PlayStation 2 <laughs> to Skype's Dream... No, to, to Skype's Sega Saturn. <laughs> they just sat there and watched for a little bit and was like, hmm. No, they, I think Skype fucked up when they let Microsoft buy them. That, too. Everybody fucks up when they let Microsoft buy them. Microsoft don't care about nobody. But at least they don't just fuck nigga. Look what they projects. did to Perfect Dark. I mean, they don't, at least they don't just scrap projects like fucking um, like Google does. Google just be like, you know what? Google keep fuck that. We don't want to do that no more. D- you know, Google, Google Hangouts. Nah, we don't want to do that no more. Man, Google Hangout used to be the shit. I still use Google Hangouts. I'm fuck. I'm defiant. I know you are, Scar. What about Google Glass? Google Glass was always a dumb idea. It was. But we'll see where it goes to. Um, but Kasim is all hooked up to nose tubes on the Skype call. And Sarah's like, I want to help you. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not going to turn Kira over to Diet. Like, if it was between you and her, I'm choosing her every single time. Plus, do I like you yet? Like, are we cool? And Donnie watches the call from the other side of the laptop. And he's like, Allison, ask them the question. Ask them the question. You can ask them the question. Yeah, it's like, did, y- did y'all not hear him? Ask him the question. Like, I would have if he's right behind the computer. Like, that's, 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 that's the question. What the fuck did he say? Was that, was that Donnie? 
Was that Donnie? Who the what the fuck? Ask him the question. What fucking question, Donnie? Hey, put me on speaker real quick. The fuck do you want to know, Donnie? And Donnie just wanted to know. Hey, they they say something about Leaky's body yet? <laughs> and Kasim was like, no. Uh, they said that he died on the airplane. It's clearly a cover-up, but because it's Dyad, they're not going to go any deeper than that. And so now Donnie and Allison just have to get rid of the body. So Donnie wants to dump Leaky in the lake. Just weigh him down and dump him in the lake. And she and Allison looks at him like, you dummy. You big dummy. Scuba divers be falling through bodies every day. Ain't you seen Dexter? <laughs> Uh, uh, I laughed. I'm sorry. Um, you big dummy. Also a pretty decent um, Baltimore Club song. Yeah, it is. So Allison said it's too risky to move the body, so they decided to just bury it in the garage. And so Donnie is doing a crappy job with the jackhammer, and that's when Allison comes over and does an immediately better job with it while looking at him. That's how I was the best. Donnie was so flustered. He was flustered. He was not flustered. He was literally like, you can't do it no better. And she was like, bitch, please. Bitch, watch. That was 100% the look she had. Like, nigga. Look look me in my eye while I do this. Who's the man? Who's the man? Me or you? Who's the man? Who's the man, mama? You ever Uh, heard a song with something? No. Devin the Dude? No. Like I said, only Devin's song I know is... Uh, do what the fuck you want to do. No. There's the side eye. That's the side eye of all time right there. That shit shit is perfect, bro. (laughs) Like, yo, don't fuck with me. So that's one of those things where if it was a meme, they would have to put that, they would have to put that song behind it. Mm hmm. And then the glasses on top of the glasses. Remember that Thug Life meme that used to come on? Yeah, but it would be Bitch Please. Yeah. So, back at the farm, uh, Helena's resting in bed while the midwife attends to her. And the midwife then takes her to the nursery, which is swarming with children. Um, And Hank tells her, one day, this whole place will be full of your children. Can you take this shit off the screen, please? Fine. I don't like shit. Fuck you, bro. It's taking up my whole fucking screen. I'm sorry. You want to look at other stuff while I'm talking? You can I'm just looking, minimize it. I'm looking up the thing that I'm getting ready to say after you talk about this. So, um, Elena makes friends with this little girl. Um, Gracie is just standing back and she's like, I wonder if people can tell her I got stitches through my lips. Um, back at the farmhouse. Uh, Mark and Hank are sharing a drink and we find out that Mark is a soldier with PTSD who went AWOL from the army before joining the Prolethians. Um, and Hank is like, I've seen the way you've been looking at my 16-year-old daughter and I give you my blessing. And uh, Hank's, and Mark's like, thank you. And then Hank's like, it's, it's time for her to bear fruit. How old is Mark? Older than 16. If he was in the army. Mark is... If the he's, nigga had time to go to get PTSD and go AWOL from the army, he's at least 19, 20. Mike, uh, Mark is in his 20s. I can't tell you how I know, but Mark is in his 20s. So nobody ever asked Gracie if she wants to get married or breed because, you know, why? 
Uh, back in Miss Estes' house, Sarah and Miss Estes discuss what to do with Kira. And they're like, you know, with our oh, own oh, doctor wait. and plenty of security, we haven't gotten there yet. I know what you're about to do. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Um, with their own doctor and plenty of security, you know, we can, we can make this bone marrow transfer thing happen. And Felix gets in on the conversation, too. And they all agree that, you know, we should just ask Kira. And so... Sarah goes to talk to Kira, and she's like, they're going to put a big-ass needle in it. And Kira's like, I don't like needles. And Sarah's like, gotcha. <laughs> uh, but then she's like, will Cosima die without it? And Sarah's like, yeah. And so Kira agrees to donate the marrow, and Sarah hugs her and calls her the bravest. And so Delphine arrives at the doctor's office. Everybody else is already there, and she gets patted down by Miss S's team of watchers, including Benjamin. Uh, so she waits in the hallway while Kira's prepped for the transplant. And basically, Miss S is like, yo, if something happens to Kira, I'm going to fuck you up. No, I'm going to fuck you the fuck up. This, is, this isn't this Burger King, but fine, have it your way. I will fuck you the fuck up. That nigga said that shit so smooth in the background. I'll fuck you the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will say this clearly and strongly. One of my top three favorite things on the score is that fucking skit. Yes. The other one is um, Killing Me Softly, and the last one is probably the cover. Wasn't a good album, in my opinion. Ready or Not. Ready or Not was on that one? Okay, so then the cover's in the top four. Ready or Not is number one. That skit is number two. Killing Me Softly is number three. <laughs> so back at Dyad, Scotty and Duncan are trying to upload Duncan's floppy disks. Scotty had to find an old-ass computer. Kasim is also there, making fun of their nerdery. Um, and Duncan's like, well, all my research is encoded, and you'll need a cipher to read it. And Kasim starts coughing quietly. Um... So Scotty starts working on building an algorithm. Back at the garage, Donnie and Allison are digging a, di- a giant hole in their garage, and Allison is hella hot that Donnie's tossing dirt everywhere instead of on the plastic. Because, you know, she's murdered before. She murders for fun. And I care for fun. And she uses the phrase, lard and butter, Donnie. I wrote that shit down. Lard and butter, Donnie. Put it on the plastic. What does that even mean? White folk stuff. Upper level white folk stuff. Rich white folk stuff. And Donnie's like, I'm not as comfortable with murder as you are. And as she was about to respond, the kids came running in to tell them that there was a man at the door. And it's Vic. Um, And Vic wants to talk and Donnie's like, Donnie and Allison ask him gently to get the fuck out. And Vic walks back out to a large unmarked van, and we're already certain that, you know, DeAngelis is in there waiting for him. Because he gets in the back. You didn't get the part where he starts talking to her, where Vic starts talking to her about what she told him. Because, of course, you could tell right now he's trying to. He's wired. Yeah. And and Donnie is like, You told him? (laughs) And he's like, "Told, Told me what? Told me what? If you know and I know, then we both know together. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, Back at the baby, or back at the child nursery, Hank is telling the story of Frankenstein to the children, um, which he told it wrong. And also, how are you telling these kids this story? Like, really? Uh, He also tells Helena at this point that one day the the nursery would be full of her children. Um, And I'm like, I don't know how that's going to happen. 
she's not a she's not a dog, so she's not having like a brood of nine kids at a time. Um, but there's a little girl. I think her name was Faith, and I called her Karen because she was like, "Your hair is so pretty," and she starts touching it and playing with it and shit without consent. Hence, Karen. And the midwife sees her playing with her hair and snaps her up and slaps the girl and grabs her by her neck. And she's like, it's nap time. And Helena sees all that. And the little girl snuffles off to her room. And as the midwife starts walking past Helena to go triumphantly back to her area, Helena hems her up. All you hear is the music. (laughs) And Helena's like, yo, there was a nun in my convict in my convent just like you and if you ever hurt that girl again I will gut you like a fish oh the 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 cool thing about the song is there's another part later where um is her, uh Helena and Gracie and it is the same notes but being played in like a regular p- piano is like Doo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, through the whole music but um the lady who uh helena hemmed up is used to being in that position because that lady that plays alexis uh catherine alexandre she is also the double for the clones so whenever you have a scene where there's two clones in a scene she is playing whichever clone um tatiana is not and there's sometimes that they put what they put tatiana's face onto her body um digitally um in order in order for them to do the scenes where multiple clones are there so that that lady is the is i mean that was really what she was hired for she was hired really just to do that but they gave her they gave her this role to just give her something else to do but she is the double for the clones that's dope I can see it looking at the picture of them side by side that she does have the same uh, facial shape, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's what they're looking for is the bone structure and the hair or whatever it may be. She has the shape that would match their face. There is there's a video where she's talking about it, um, but the video has spoilers. If you haven't if you haven't seen like the rest of this season, the end of this season and the beginning of next, um, it has some spoilers in it. So I don't want to share it because I don't want to spoil anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Brandon. Um, so at the doctor's office are now preparing a cure for the surgery. They're like count backwards from 100, which I, I've, I've they've never asked me to count backwards from 100. You know, they, they just put you under how her young ass know that we barely seen her go to school so like i don't don't know (laughs) you know what i mean but i mean she's reading the doctor the island of of dr moreau like last episode i don't think she's really reading it i think she's just looking at it like this looks cool so she counts backwards from 100 and gets to like 97 and she's out and sarah and felix stand by her and hold her hand and delphine watches while they drill into kira's hip and Sarah's like, I'm a horrible mother. Which we say that every episode, madam. Stop. Stop. Like this isn't what this isn't what should put you over the top. This should not be the deciding factor for you being a horrible mother in the span of Kira's life. This is nowhere near that. At this point, you should be proud of yourself for her empathy. 
Right. At the at the very least, you're right beside her at this point. <laughs> yes. At least you're there. Like this shit didn't happen while you were over in drug land with Vic. Okay, so horrible mom, yeah. Right now, no. Um Felix lies to her and tells her she's a great mother and a great sister. And Sarah cries and apologizes to Kira because she don't give a fuck about the sister either. <laughs> if Kira hadn't said she wanted to do it, guess who would have been dead? Oh, she cares about Kasima, just not more than Kira. Guess who might die anyway? I don't think she cares about anyone and she's going to care about folks other than Kira and Felix. But that's yeah, just she, my she opinion. De- she definitely doesn't care about S at this point. Either. No. And she, she turns it on and off so quickly for everybody else that it's like, I don't think she likes anybody. We know she doesn't like Helena. She probably she still got a grudge about the stuff that she went through with Allison because keep in mind, this is all still the span of maybe a month. She likes Helena. No, she doesn't. She tolerates yeah, she Helena. That's different. Mm-hmm. She lied to Helena to get her to not pull that trigger. She don't like her. She, she tolerates Helena. She tolerates Helena. Uh, that's something completely different. Mm-hmm. And the doctor continues with the bone marrow extraction, and it's a success. Um, meanwhile, Vic continues to spy on Allison from outside the garage, and Allison's measuring the hole and measuring the body because everyone knows you measure twice and cut once. You know, that's smart. Donnie, however, is not helping out because he's sneaking around the back of the the, the garage <laughs> on Vic and pulls a gun on him, pulls the blicky, and Vic's like, I'll just look for a bathroom, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this nigga pulls a break yourself, fool. Like, yo. Hey, I just need to take a shit, but I don't need to no more. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Ah, look at my leg. You smell it? And so he drags Vic inside and holds him over the hole and threatens to shoot and bury him. Vic falls for it and confesses that there's a cop outside. Uh, you know, Even she, when Donnie she's, is doing way too much right now. Exactly. <laughs> Donnie, <laughs> Donnie reminds me of the uh, actor who is sitting at the stoplight in the Italian job. Get your badge and your gun. Crush. No, 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 no. Give me your badge. Give me your gun. You spin it. Crush. Nothing? Neither one of you? Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Oh, okay. It was a funny scene. I think we only seen it. We don't remember. Well, I, I see that you don't remember, but still, you know, it was, it was good. It was a good scene. Give me your badge. Give me your gun. Crush. Okay, so anyway. Um, you were looking for the clip, weren't you? No, no. I was just thinking about it. I think it's funny. Um, plus, I was looking for the clip. So, <laughs> Vic's like, yo, I'm on your side, but D'Angeli said that if I don't give her something, she going she gonna to fuck me over, fam. She's and crazy. Allison is like, Donnie, I'm shocked that she didn't accidentally shoot him in the fat, in the head. And Donnie's like, you know, I never make the same mistake twice, baby. <laughs> he said, safety's on. She started, that's when she started getting excited. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You because say. murder turns her on. And so he drags uh, Vic back out to the van, opens up the van door, gets in the van with him and DeAngelis and tells uh, DeAngelis to leave them alone. He's like, look, you ain't art. And you ain't Beth Childs. 
and anything you're doing is harassment. And I bet you don't even know if there's five of them. You don't know what you're getting into. But if you come back and you mess with my wife again, I'm going to have you suspended. Also, I'm going to get a picture of you. Say cheese and Vic's like, peace. <laughs> no, he said, I will bury you. Oh, now I have the, I have the whole scene right here. <laughs> oh, go for it. <clears throat> I'm Donnie Hendricks and you've been harassing my wife. Hey, this is police business. My ass it is. Beth Child's police business? How about Art Bell suspended for doing far less than this? All these women and you just can't put it together, can you? But I'm confused too. Shh. Uh, you don't want to know what we know. Oh, he's, I'm, I'm sorry. <clears throat> you don't want to know what we know. I can't do it with a straight face. And if you come near my home or my family again, I will bury you. Smile. Have a shitty day. Have a shitty and day. And that's the last we see of Angela. No, it's not. No, it's not. And he gets out the car, and you can just hear the music in the background. You're the best around. <laughs> no one's ever going to bring you down. <sighs> Got him. <laughs> and so. I think, um, I think it'll be more like Party Rock. I think in his head, it's more like Party Rock. He's sexy and he knows it. There we go. I think that's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. No, because he is so pleased with himself once he's outside of that. Once he once he closes that van up, he is very No, pleased. no. I know the song's going through his head. I need a hero. A hero that'll run all through the night. He's gotta be strong and he's gotta be tough. That's that's what's going through his I head. I like that song. And he's gotta be strong from the fight. In the last uh, tournament that we were at, they were playing. Uh, no, they were showing Shrek too, over and over again on the televisions. So I, I watched some of Shrek too. More, it, it's, it's. I think of Saints Row first. But Shrek Two is the best Shrek. Is that what kids do? Just watch the same thing over and over? If they're little, yes. Yes. My daughter once watched Monster House six times in a row before I realized what the fuck she was doing. <laughs> My daughter watched uh, Moonwalker and um, The Sound of Music all day, every day. And I am a horrible parent because I know that those movies automatically restart themselves if you just let it sit there long enough. Well, that's because Moonwalker, the wonderful, wonderful anthology of uh, videos mixed in with like a really, really, really weird uh, Joe Pesci scene. Yes, that thing was creepy. Like, there's no other way to say it. So, Hank is now inseminating Gracie. Back at the uh, back at the farm. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. And Gracie's taken to the pregnant woman holding cell where Helena's eating and making oinking noises. She's like, because I'm going to get fat and so are you. And Helena's like, I don't understand why you're so sad to be pregnant. And then Gracie tells her, you know, I'm carrying your eggs mixed with my daddy's sperm. Yeah, that, that this is when it was like, line is very much crossed. And Helena seems shocked and Gracie calls her out and not paying attention to what the fuck is going on. Um... Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like you didn't realize that in order for there to be babies, a dude or his his sperm has to be involved. Whose no. sperm did you think this was? She just you know thought that it just happened. 
The Cabbage Patch. <laughs> you're jeans. You're jeans, Helena. Haven't you been listening to anything my father says? The Stork. Not really. Not really. The, the Cabbage Patch. The Penguins. Um, and back at Dyad, Duncan explained to Kasima that, you know, it was it was my wife's idea to make all the clones sterile. Uh, they engineered the sterility as an autoimmune disease, uh, which is currently what's fucking you up. <laughs> my bad. And Duncan assures her that he will fix his mistakes. And Scotty's like, I broke the code on you. On you. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry I ruined your Black Panther party, but I, I broke the code on you on your shit. And so Duncan tells them, and I could have swore when I was looking at that code that it was a bunch of women's names listed in the code. Like I thought I saw Jeanette and I thought I saw Kelly. Um, algorithms. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't actually look at the code. So. And so Duncan tells them that with each gene sequence. It was, uh, it was the names from DMX's song. Nigga. <laughs> it was the names from Freak Elite. Um. My cousin used to get so fucking happy when them rappers would say her name in a song. Like like they were talking about her. Nigga, you 13. That's literally her name. It had to be. <laughs> that is it. Um, but Duncan tells him that each gene sequence has its own secret password and he's not going to share it with Dyad because why does he want to die? Uh, he also assures Kasima that he's looking out for her and I'm like, mm. Uh, Mark visits Gracie in prison and tries to sell her on the whole, you know, what we're doing here is just thing. And Helena calls him out for claiming to love her, but allowing her to be a broodmare. And um, Mark says the women of the compound don't see it that way because, you know, he speaks for all the women in the group. And yeah, Gracie turns away from He's the apparently. voice of the voiceless. But also, he is the he is the parent of all of those children. Mm-hmm. Like what they they said, like all of those kids in that in that place, he is the parent. Hank is. Yeah, Henry. not Mark. Yeah, Henry. Yeah, yeah, he said he says that. Yeah. So yeah, red or yellow, black or white, they are precious in his sight. Um. But Rachel and Marion meet in Leaky's old office, and they talk about Delphine's appointment as a brand new Leaky. Um, and Rachel tells her that Delphine has all the qualities that they need, which is she's smart, she's telegenic, and her clone fucking loves her. Uh, Marion wants to know how Rachel's holding up with all the daddy drama, and Rachel assures her that, you know, I'm good. Don't even worry about it. And Marion wants to acquire Sarah, and Rachel's like, she's in hand. We got this. Um, after the meeting, Sarah or Rachel goes into a private room and has a martini and watches her home videos on a wall-sized TV screen. And she laughs a little and she cries a little. And when then she, she la- when she laughs, that shit was so weird looking. It was creepy. It was creepy. And, and then, then she, she starts crying and it's just weird. And then she changed the image to Sarah and Kira, um, and she puts on a jacket that looks just like Sarah's jacket. And makes a call to somebody and sounds just like Sarah. Dr. Neely. And Delphine meets up with Rachel and tells her that the bone... She didn't sound like Sarah at that point. I thought she did. I thought it was switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't, I didn't get that. Okay. Delphine meets up with Rachel and tells her that the bone marrow trans- is processing for the transplant. And Rachel gives her the keys to Leaky's office and leads to take a phone call. 
Uh, while she's on the phone, Delphine looks at Rachel's laptop and sees the photo of Ben the Watcher in a confidential file because he's a dyad mole. Or so we think. Man, this was wink, the wink. greatest setup. Exactly. You, you think she's dumb enough to do all this shit on accident? And she packed up everything to get ready to leave, but she didn't pack up her fucking laptop? And she didn't close her laptop so it would go to a, a lock screen? Okay. So, back at the baby farm, Helena starts getting dressed and Gracie wakes up. And Helena's like, I'm running away. And Helena's like, you know what, Gracie? You're you're a good person. If you don't want to have my babies, you ain't got to. You, you don't have to. And Gracie's like, I want to run away with you. And Hank shows up to stop them with a shotgun. But Helena tells him that she's not afraid, neither is Gracie. And Hank tells Gracie that her mother went out west to round up some more broodmares. And then he takes a swing with the butt of the shotgun and knocks Helena the uh, fuck yeah. out. She's, she's, she talks shit. She talks shit to him. And then he knocks Helena the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, who else wants some of this? Um... <laughs> Hank then dragged Gracie to a cell and locked her in, and Mark showed up and is appalled, so appalled, fucking ridiculous, that Hank would treat his own daughter that way. He's also pissed off that Hank chose to impregnate the woman that, or the girl that he just got his blessing to inseminate on his own. And Hank is like, Mark, stop, stop being like that. But before he can really respond, Helena jumps on his back and starts attacking him. And Mark frees Gracie, and Helena tells him to run away while she chokes Hank the fuck out. There's a, there's a conversation that we need to have about this, but it's after the, the last episode. Okay. Back at the garage, uh, Donnie and Allison finish burying Leaky's body in the garage. Or, obviously, back at the garage, they finish filling, they finish burying his body. And they fill in the hole, and they put cement on top of the dirt. And Donnie draws a heart in the wet cement. He's like, I always wanted to do that. And that's when Allison was like, I'm so turned on by you right now. I've never been so in love with you. Fuck me with your short, strong dick. Them niggas throw their gloves, they gloves off like hockey players. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're about to get this. And that's where Allison says she wants to do it nasty. Which isn't. But it should smell like dead people in there. And that's nasty enough for both of them. The dead person was in the freezer, so it probably didn't smell. No, he was in the floor at that point. And they had only put him in the freezer while they were digging the hole, so it wasn't like he was in there long enough to freeze. Hmm. Digging that hole probably took a day. No. I mean, it might have taken a day, but a body of that size, I don't think a deep freezer is going to get it that quickly. Maybe. You're probably right. Also, anything else they had in that deep freezer had to be set down and thawed out elsewhere because no, ain't no, no, no way. No, I got a deep freezer that size. No, you no, ain't no. fitting a body in there unless you cut it up or you took everything else when out. When they first put him in the freezer, there were things on the floor. They took that stuff out and put it on top of him. Okay. <laughs> they took the stuff out of the freezer, put it on the floor, put him I would in throw there, that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> I would throw it all out. Uh, Hank wakes but at up. That the- part, at that point, he's properly wrapped up, though. See, that's right, Scar. I'm with you on this one. Of course you are. He's probably. I'm not debating it. Like what? So Hank wakes up to find his anti-Scar. I think we all should be anti-Scar, including Scar. I said it. I am not a nice man, but I do know what love is. 
That's not like Forrest Gump. It was kind of I add I added extra words to Forrest Gump. Yes. So, Hank wakes up to find himself tied to the examining table with his legs and stirrups. <laughs> And Helena has an enormous inseminator in hand and a pipe in her mouth. <laughs> and she, she killed him. Everybody in the house. She burns it down. So all the babies. She burns, she burns the she burns the house down, but I don't think that all of those kids and stuff like that are in the same house. I was about to say I don't I don't know where the kids are kept at, but it does seem very. Anakin Skywalker like. <laughs> yes. But no, she does not she does not harm she does not harm the rest of them. But she harms Hank because she shoved that inseminator up the only hole he had. <laughs> Technically he has another hole, but um, it ain't fitting. She shoved that shit up that nigga's ass so quick. And then was like, Do you wanna have a horse baby? A cow baby? Uh, let's just see what happens next. Ah, oh, man, it was the best. I laughed. It's like it was like, are you joking? She was like, you think I'm joking? And she put the pipe in her mouth, like, oh, you think I'm joking? And then she ran away and watched the farm burn to the ground. Um, Sarah is in recovery with Kira when Miss S tells her to Delphine's outside. Um, and Sarah gets into a car with Delphine who tells her that Ben is a mole and she tells Sarah to keep calm, but instead Sarah runs back into the hospital. Sarah tells Miss S that Rachel's make some kind of move and they have to leave and Sarah wakes up Felix and Kira and tells them they're not safe. But just at that moment, Felix gets a phone call from Sarah. And when he's about to say, what the fuck? He gets a needle to the throat. It's not Sarah. It's Rachel in a... Sarah Wig, and I just want to say, where do they get these wonderful fucking toys? Because that wig was perfect. Like, mm -hmm. you, I can't even, even, even as a clone, I'm still like, the the wig for Cosima was spot on, but we can, I guess, you can't dread somebody's head like that, that quickly. So where are they getting these wigs from that are spot on with the rest of these clones? Because that shit is weird. Yeah, it's super weird. But like, like I said, if you listen, if you go back and you listen to her when she walks in, you can tell that. But you can tell that it's her now. But like, you couldn't tell that the first time. I forgot to mention the part where uh, Donnie was first talking to uh, Vic, and Vic was like, "I know about. I know that. I know that there's you." And there's Sarah, and there's like five more. And Donnie's like, there's 11 essay. Donnie's <laughs> <laughs> the goat. There's 11 essay. Um, but yeah, it's it's Rachel. And um, by the time the real Sarah runs back upstairs, Sarah, Rachel and Kira are both gone. They've been had. Also, uh, Delphine's probably going to die now because she done snitched to Rachel about Rachel. Which is Mac and backwards. Delphine returns no to Dyad. Hmm? No comment. Delphine returns to Dyad and cries at Cosima that she's made a terrible mistake. Um, and Kira wakes up in the all pink girls' room, watched over by Rachel. And Kira asks for Sarah and Miss S, but Rachel so did tells Delphine her. Did Delphine know Rachel was going to do that? No, she no. thought that Rachel was. No, 
No, Sarah. because remember, they used her to they used Delphine to, to set get, this whole thing to off. Get, to, they used Delphine to get Sarah out of the building so Rachel can come in as Sarah. Mm-hmm. So, so they so they use they use Delphine to set all of this shit up. And that's the reason why she left her laptop open when she there's no way she would have left her laptop open. Mm-hmm. And then walked out the fucking room. And Rachel tells Kira that she'll get used to it and maybe grow to like it there like I did. And that's the end of the episode. Next episode is greatness. Scar, you got anything coming up? No, no, no. Just doing the thug fizzle, like always. Brandon, you got anything coming up? Nope. Me neither. 916-633-1537. You can email the show at return to at gmail.com. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon is on Twitter at that cool black nerd. I'm on Twitter at Rashani. Um, and the show is RTO Podcasts. Um, you can leave a review on Spotify. Uh, you can also review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in Apple Podcasts. And then paste it also into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show on Patreon.com slash Single Simulcast. Or on BuyMeACoffee.com slash SSCast. Or on the Good Pods app, you can leave a tip in the tip jar. Thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Bye-bye. Theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know about now,